Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Craft Hot Sauce Podcast. And welcome for the first time, if this is the first one you're listening to. Uh, you actually might be hearing a few birds chirping or the wind moving um, outside. And this is on my porch in my new residence in Lowell, Mass. I uh, moved here a couple weeks ago and actually had the podcast last week. And there was boxes all over the place. I was actually dog-sitting as well. Uh, so you might have heard a couple faint snores in the background from the dog. Uh, but I'm really glad I got this to have this interview and an episode with Matt and Catherine from Haas Sauce in Salem, Oregon. Really awesome couple and and are doing really amazing things with hot sauce. And I think this is going to resonate with a, a lot of hot sauce makers, but also entrepreneurs. Um, really have a lot of insights that really resonated with me, um, but I think a lot of other folks as well. So um, I hope you all enjoy this. Um, the music is actually by Matt himself. Uh, he does a lot of uh, music on the side, and, and as you'll learn, part of the lifestyle he's made to make, uh, have his own business, make hot sauce, and, and also play a lot of music. So the whole song will be at the end of the podcast, and one just quick ask and request is that Please feel free to share this with um, any friends, people in your network that might enjoy this. I really like hearing about people like Matt and Catherine that have listened to a few other episodes and and have really enjoyed listening to it and and giving me feedback to make them better. I'm going to be trying out a few different types of podcast episodes coming up, so stay in the loop for that. But if you subscribe or share this with a friend or leave a review, it would be greatly appreciative because I'm always trying to reach more people and, and improve on what I'm already doing. So... Here's Matt, and enjoy the episode. and Matt, thank you so much for, for taking your time this morning. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. We're stoked to be here. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's 11 a.m. on a Friday where I am, and it's 8 a.m. where you are. Um, do you mind sharing with the audience uh, where you guys are right now? We're in our kitchen in Salem, Oregon. I still have half of my pajamas on. <laughs> We've and, gotten uh, a little bit of coffee. So some coffee. We're up yeah. and ready to go. Put the nice. gate up. Bulldog can't can't get in the room and bark or anything. So yeah, we're- yeah, I, I'm doing a little dog sitting, and and there's like a a dead dog laying right next to me, just passed out. We went on, on a long two mile walk before oh. here, so uh, I think I think he'll be pretty quiet. Yeah. Uh, but nice. So uh, do you, so you, you uh both are working on on hot hot sauce and. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna. I have a feeling I'm gonna mess that up a couple times with Haas hot sauce and everything. Um, we have an evil plan to make sure that in like 20 years everybody calls hot sauce Haas sauce. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. I, I like that. It's part of the, uh, the the branding of that. And um, I, I'm curious. Like, I know speaking with a lot of people, guests on the podcast, some people do this full time. Other people just do this uh, like myself. Um, it's kind of like a, I do this for fun and, and I started my own hot sauce company just cause I really enjoy it. I'd love to hear a little bit more about kind of uh, what it looks like day to day at hot sauce. 
Sure. Well, that's actually a fun and interesting part of our story. Um, soon after Matt and I met and got together, he was already moving down to Costa Rica and um, quitting his, we have both kind of quit our corporate jobs. And so I followed him down there and we bounced around and he's been a chef down there for several winter seasons at a retreat center. Wow. He's okay. by trade. And then we landed back in Oregon and I've been running a self storage facility for some good friends of ours. And that allowed us to launch this business because everything is free for us here, like free housing and free utilities. So it gave us a good start to start a small business. And uh, we were talking about this this morning before the calls. We originally thought this would be not only fun, but a great business so that we could get back out there and start traveling again. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, we're having so much fun doing it here in Salem, Oregon, that we might just stick around. But so day to day, I work three days a week in the storage office, and Matt. And I do part time gigs, like so. I teach. So I came from like culinary education, okay. And I've been teaching uh, part time at the local high school culinary classes. But now it's summertime, so I've got the summertime off, so I can put all our, all my energy into the sauce business. Amazing. And with markets coming up, you know, coming around for the summertime, we found we've just gotten super busy. We're so so busy. every day we're doing. <laughs> stuff either run yeah. into a market or yesterday we ran up to our bottler because we're developing a new sauce right now and uh we met with us uh, a business mentor yesterday uh, as well so we're, we're just like it's almost full-time right now uh but it's summer uh, is so busy with yeah. all the events and everything and then planning for the events and we sit down every Tuesday morning right here in our kitchen with our laptops and we have like a, a document that we update every week for our weekly awesome. meeting we go through it and make like a list for the week and split it up and I honestly can't imagine doing this by myself with one person there's always so much to do it's kind of um, a relief some days when I go to my other my real job in the storage office because I can just relax and get it all done but for the hot sauce you know with your own business you can yep. always do more keep going 24 7 so we're working it, there's just so many, so many moving parts to it and, and so many different ways you can go, which I, I think is so much fun and exciting. And, and, and every, like, there's so many things that I want to just go into there, but uh, one thing I, I don't want to let pass is uh, Costa Rica. Can, can you describe a little bit more about kind of your time there and actually what led you uh, to pick Costa Rica and kind of the foods that you were working on? Sure. Yeah. So uh, not to go too deep into it, but uh I had a big life change in 2013 and uh, uh, then I was sitting around saying like, oh, well, what should I do? And the only thing I could think about what I really would love to do was like live in a tropical place. So I was like, all right, I'm going to move to Costa Rica. And uh, <laughs> um, so I made my plans to move to Costa Rica. And um, in that time period, Catherine and I met. And uh, so we ended up down there together and uh, we ended up, a chef friend of mine told me about a place, uh, uh, a retreat center down there that might be looking for a chef. And uh, so I contacted them and, and we ended up at their retreat center and I was cooking uh, down there up in the jungle, not out on the coast, but up in the mountains of Costa Rica. On a river. And, it's yeah. really peaceful and beautiful. Yeah, a really yeah. beautiful spot. So we, uh, we ended up there the year one, we were in Costa Rica for about eight months. And then year two, we were there for about five months. And last year, just a couple months. Uh, 
but that was um, one of the inspirations for for one of the sauces because we're out in the jungle and so I had to make yep. everything from scratch and so you know making sauces from scratch and baking bread and doing all that kind of stuff. And they grew peppers in their garden there, so you guys would make hot sauce yep. um, from the garden, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, my boss down there, um, this guy Jan, he is though he would be making this sauce. Uh, every day, just like charring up tomatoes and garlic and the peppers from the garden and, and uh, blending those up. And so that, that was the inspiration for our guajillo sauce. Wow, nice. I think it's so cool when you can just make stuff from what's around you and locally and kind of making that uh, from, from scratch. And had you, so was that kind of your first step into making hot sauces? Yeah. I've been making different sauces in different capacities over the years. I, when I really, when I first came to Portland, I wanted to make pork green chili uh, and bring it to the Portland area because there was no green chili around here. I'm from Colorado. Mm-hmm. And so there, you know, Colorado's got a lot of green chili. And I was like, man, this area of the country is really lacking pork green chili. And so that was always in the back of my head. But bottling and selling pork green chili is pretty difficult. Uh, so, um, so I went down this other route that doesn't have pork in it. <laughs> gotcha. Nice. You sent over a couple sauces that I had, both, both like very different sauces and uh, different from each other, but also different from other sauces that I, I, I've had before. I think the, the Gallo um, chilies in there just uh, really stood out along with the, the other ones. But I'm curious um, if you could describe a little bit like how you, the inspiration and some of um, kind of the guidance you worked on when you were coming up with those sauces. Um, so, yeah, the, the Guajillo was, uh, like I said, in Costa Rica, um, you know, seeing Jan like roast the tomatoes and, and do char everything and make those sauces. I really wanted a, a sauce like that. And I, I like the tomato base and I like the combination of tomatoes and onions. So I think that flavor is mm-hmm. just like really rich and delicious. So it is unlike a lot of hot sauces that are, you know, vinegar and, and, and chilies. So, um, you know, I just felt like that was a more complex, like rich sauce. The other sauce, the Vibim, um, that one came from, we were going out to eat a lot here in Salem at this place, the Happy Bibimbap House. And there's always a sauce that comes with the Bibimbap. Yeah. yeah. We're like, man, we, we are eating out too much. We <laughs> <laughs> should try to make this at home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Matt started playing around with recipes for the Bibim sauce, and we just thought it was super yummy. We actually, our original sauces were not as spicy as our sauces are now. And you've tried our sauces, you know, as far as hot sauce goes, our sauces are still not that spicy. Mm-hmm. So um, we didn't set out to make really hot sauces. And that's part of our our mission is to keep our sauce heat levels under five out of 10, just so everyone can enjoy them. And so we can taste our food. We just kept bringing home hot sauce that frankly was too hot for us because we like to drench our food in sauce. Yeah. And when we would hot sauces, they're so hot, then we could just taste like habanero or, I mean, we don't even eat ghost peppers or Carolina Reaper or anything like that. So we're playing around with flavors that if you've tried our sauces, you know, usually you get the flavor first and then a nice burn comes on at the end. And the mango sauce we're working on right now is going to be the same thing. Fruity first, heat at the end. Um, yeah, so that was kind of fun. We did bump up the heat a little because we're in the hot sauce industry, so... And is that a habanero uh, 
with, with the mango? No, it's cayenne. Well, it's it's, cayenne. Uh, it's New Mexico. Oh yeah, New Mexico. New Mexico ground chilies. Yeah, that's and, then, and then we use a little cayenne to help kick up the heat and in, in in all, all of the sauces. sauces. But yeah. again, you know, for all the chili heads that are listening to this, like they're gonna be like, oh, that's, you know, that's wimpy. <laughs> we have people come up to our tables all the time at markets and demos. And the people that are like those people chasing the heat, they eat habaneros for fun, they'll taste our sauce and be like, I can't even taste any heat. And we say, oh, I eat habaneros, right? You know, so, so yeah, we're not going for the high heat. We figure there's lots of people that have got that covered, more power oh, yeah. to them. That's we're trying to cover the lower end. It's a new niche, we feel like. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. And, and um, so it, it's awesome hearing about your different sauces. I'm, I'm curious, like, what's something that people uh, kind of might be surprised to learn about hot sauce? Well, I think partly that it's not that hot. Our banners and our logo has big flame on it. So we are... You know, we love our logo, but we've been talking about maybe doing something different because people see that big flame when we're at our demos and stuff. And then they walk by and they go, oh, my God, hot sauce. I can't do the heat. And we say, it's not that hot. No, come try it. <laughs> so our tagline is heat you can handle. So number one, it's not that hot. Um, number two. It's, got, it's got oil in it. So, well, in our two sauces right now, there's oil in it. And so we're learning, you know, about, the, you know, the hot sauce industry and, and learning that, uh you know, a lot, most of the sauces aren't, don't have oils in them. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're different, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're sort of bridging the gap between like marinades and a hot sauce or barbecue sauce and a hot sauce. Or like a finishing sauce and hot sauce. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 That's, uh, I actually did do some uh, marinating with chicken uh, with the uh, uh, Bibim uh, hot sauce and, and really liked that. And, and that was something that like, I, um, I mean, I, I get a good bit of hot sauce all the time. And, uh, what, what I like is that there, a lot of them are just so totally different. Like, I get some of the super hots, which I've actually kind of like really grown into, like really enjoying those and, um, kind of the, the taste of reapers. And, um, I, I cook with a lot of ghost peppers myself, so I, I'm, I'm familiar with that, but, um, it, it was definitely a different texture and, I was just thinking that uh, it, I don't know how people like to do it, but you kind of mentioned like a finishing sauce there, but also I think cooking with that would be um, really nice because there's a lot of complex flavors in there. I, I love how um, you kind of mentioned, I, I don't know if you, you still char um, your tomatoes. Do you still do that? And, uh, oh, you know, so in the beginning, you know, that was it. Like I mm -hmm. was doing that roasting tomatoes roasting onions and it and smelled so good people would come into the storage office because it's right off our living room and they'd be like whoa what are you cooking it's like living at a restaurant but then when you when you move to working with co-packers you know the game changes and and so you have to kind of readjust and make it easy for everybody to right. produce the sauce and so, so we, we you know we have to change some of the ingredients and, and try to work with it to create the same flavor, but in a different way. Yeah. yeah oh, I'm sorry. I was going to no, say, we just, once, our, once all of our dish towels had turned orange, we decided to go <laughs> packer and get it out of our kitchen. Matt had spent, I mean, I know a lot of folks that are listening to this podcast are, are making their sauces and bottling in their commercial kitchen or their home kitchen. So they know what it's like with the funnels and the heat fill and uh, we did that for a year and then we decided we didn't want to do that all the time. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, there's some concessions that you have to make, I guess, to get 
to get to a co-packer that you can afford um, as far as labor and chopping vegetables and stuff like that. So Yeah, so I was, I was, you stole uh, my question there. It's going to ask like when uh, you decided to move, and I guess it was when the towels turn orange. Um, but I, I'm, I'm curious, like when you were kind of thinking about that, um, how were you approaching co-packers? Because I, I, it can be challenging. Uh, I think some people like to, to have one local to them so they can really get to know them and, and kind of be in close proximity while, um, but I, I don't know if there's one close to Salem. Well, in, in some other areas in the States and even outside of the States, uh, there's really not many that are close to them. And it's, um, so I'm curious, like what you were looking for when you were kind of looking into co-packing. When we, uh, when we started that process, one, we didn't know, like we didn't understand that there were co-packers out there. Yeah. When started thinking about bottling on a larger scale I was looking at um, bottling equipment online and like going oh my god I have to spend like $75,000 to <laughs> process to buy this stuff and where are we going to set up and all this kind of thing and then somewhere along the way we got clued into co-packers and uh, um, here where we live the Willamette Valley there's a lot of agriculture here and um, so there are a I think a fair amount of co-packers yeah. around. And so we, we found, I think what happened was we found a, 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 a large co-packer. There's this sauce in Portland called Yoshida's. It's okay. a Rocky style sauce. And he's been around for 20 or 30 years. And we were looking to him or that place. And, and, uh, but we were, you know, small beans and not something that they would take on. But I believe they passed on a list of co-packers to us. Um, and so I started going out to different co-packers. And I didn't know anything. I, you know, I was walking in there and saying, like, okay, well, we roast our tomatoes, roast onions. Can you do that? And then they're like, no, no, we don't do that. And then a, a jam producer out here uh, who's a friend of organ growers, um, he said, oh, yeah, he clued us into the phrase dump and pump. Like, all these co-packers want to dump and pump. They just want to dump into their kettles just and cook it up it and, and then pump it up, you know. And so I was like, okay. So then, you know, the 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 chef in you has to kind of adjust to, like, all right, I can't make my recipes the way I want to if I want to do this on a larger scale. Yeah, it was kind of a sad realization. We didn't want to lose that, you know, at home kitchen real food. Right that our sauces had the flavors definitely had to change when we switched to the co-packer we like what we ended up with but it wasn't our original sauce yeah and yeah. so matt was the one who was kind of dispatched you went to like eight different co-packers over two or three months filling out all the non the nbas, NBAs you know yeah. non-disclosure agreements you went to san francisco yeah to look i went at to one. california to look at one Another challenge for us finding a co-packer was that one of our sauces, the BBIM, um, mm -hmm. has a lot of toasted sesame oil. And then with the other ingredients, like it gets really thick. And we had a few co-packers tell us that their equipment couldn't handle the viscosity of our sauce, just the way their blenders worked and stuff. I don't Yeah, know, yeah. They, like that. Just different co-packers have different capability. And yeah. so that was a learning process too, just figuring that out. And, and so where we ended up, um, at Paradigm Food Works up in Lake Oswego. It's about 30 minutes away from us. And mm -hmm. I think that place we had called and they said they were too, too packed full um, to take us on. And then I called a few months later and they had an opening. And mm -hmm. so 
we went in and and so that's worked out for yeah. us um, we're doing the smallest runs you can possibly do there at the moment but yeah. they're really nice to work with us and fit in a tiny little producer like us we're getting we're ramping up for more but yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so i mean that, that was actually kind of similar to my experience just looking into my first commercial kitchen um and that was the same thing like there is like this big one in boston that there's this hot sauce company, Alex is ugly, um, which I actually got to get on the podcast, um, get them in person. Um, but they were, they're like really big in Boston. And, but like you had to pay like $1,500 uh, $1, a month to be cooking out of there. Um, and then I, I had to like, you have to get like the better process control thing so you can start thinking about distribution. Um, and I was like, that's a big step for me to do that part-time. So what, what I kind of settled on was just a really small commercial kitchen, um, just to like get myself going and then kind of be building up more. So I, I think that's something important and people have their own, there's a lot of different elements that go into it. I'm thinking about, like I was talking to Burns and McCoy, uh, Jay Turner uh, on the last podcast and he went kind of all in. Um, I mean, he, he quit his job or, and went full time into it, just knowing that he's going to make a, a really big hot sauce company. Um, so I, I think it like it sounds like you had a really good um, kind of step for like what you're looking for for your first co-packer, and and you can always change it from there. You really have to think about what you want out of this yeah. process. Like you have to think about, all right, am I do I want this craft sauce from the chef perspective that I'm really like involved in the ingredients and, 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 you know, roasting my tomatoes and charring them to a particular state, uh, or do you want to try to produce on a larger level and really push your sauce out? I mean, yep. it's just, you know, you got to really decide what you want. And for us, we're in Oregon near Portland, Oregon, which is a huge, incredible foodie culinary capital of the country, especially the Pacific Northwest. And there's a lot of sauce makers here doing amazing sauces that are more like collaborating with local farms and harvesting their own peppers and teaching classes on preserving, um, mm -hmm. stuff like that. So yeah, we have love you, that we're out there awesome. those people right now. Yeah, have you gotten to kind of like build a network of uh, Oregon sauce makers? Uh, well, we follow them all on Instagram, we love <laughs> out there i mean of course secret arvark is probably the most well known um yeah Hopper, he's doing some really cool stuff with his own farming marshals you know they do preserving canning and incredible hot sauces that they produce themselves too um northwest elixirs is here smoke show pdx and then hot maple out of hood river they're harvesting their own maple syrup and making their sauces which is super cool so we want to get together with some of these guys at some upcoming events i'm sure they'll all be at the hot sauce expo in portland in yeah. August. are you guys going to that yeah, yeah we had a booth reserve last year and then our bottling date kind of fell through and we just oh, couldn't bummer. get together in time yeah it was a bummer but we we went and uh, went around and bought swag and sample sauces so we'll definitely be there this year shout That's out that. to high sauces Thanks. yeah it's so much fun there yeah I, I would i would love to to get out to um the portland just because i've never been to portland i would love to go um yeah 100 percent um, I'm, I'm curious if, um, I mean, I'm sure you've had a lot of different hot sauces in your lives. And uh, I used to say you have to pick one of your, your favorite uh, hot sauces, but 
Um, any particular ones come to mind that uh, you really enjoy and, and uh, love? Yeah, I mean, um, man, there are so many sauces and we've been in, you know, in this cycle of, of trading with other folks out there uh, as we're getting to know the hot sauce community. And, and uh, so we've, you know, a lot of uh, sauces have shown up on our doorstep and, and we've been sending our sauce out to a lot of folks. But uh, one of them that I have found I go to a lot because I'm, you know, we make low heat hot sauce. And so I, I, it's hard for me to do the hot, hot, hot stuff. Um, but the Palo Alto, uh, Palo Alto firefighter sauce mm. um, is one that, I, that is like a go-to for me. Like when I'm eating eggs in the morning and stuff like that, like I'm always putting a few drops of that on there. Classic red sauce. Yeah, it's just a good, yummy, uh, rich sauce. So that's the one I think that for me that I like uh, a lot. For me, the one I've gotten addicted to that I actually will buy over again every time the bottle is empty. I'm like, oh, I got to put it on my list. It's a Terrapin Ridge Farms. They do the spicy chipotle sauce and it's mm. kind of creamy. Oh, good. Over like avocado toast, <laughs> beans and rice, anything. So again, not super hot, but yeah. I love the texture and it's got a little bit of burn. Yeah. I mean, nice. our fridge sauces too, but those are the two that I guess would stand out. And there's like Kareem's Cuisine does this like spicy mint coriander sauce that I like yes. a lot. They, they were at the expo this year and I got to try that for the first time. Um, yeah, very, very different, interesting sauces, but um, great yeah, on a lot of different things. Between hot sauce and like just cooking, um, sauces, cooking sauces. Yeah. yeah. They've got some pot ones too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of feel like the hot sauce industry can like um, sort of like expand into these you know the hot sauce is sort of the center but then like all these sort of things can build around it uh i'm trying to think of like what a different example it's sort of like hot the coffee industry you know at first it was just coffee and then you know all this stuff gets built up around it and um you know all these different ways of drinking coffee or whatever you know uh, so i kind of feel it's the same way with hot sauce like it, it, i think it's just this category that's going to grow into like a chef's like wonderland of, of you know amazing food and sauce to use in different applications yeah a hundred percent and um a lot of people like use kind of half sauces half dressings um a lot of my coworkers use my my golden pumpkin crack sauce for like on on their salads and i think that's a, a great thing um put in hot sauce and there's some sauce makers out there that have kind of spicy dressings uh, that are really nice. But I, I'm curious, like, where you would like to see hot sauce going in, in the future? And um, I'm going to leave that a vague question if that would be kind of like the types of sauces that you're making or the, the size and lifestyle that you're working on. But uh, kind of where are you seeing the future going? World domination. <laughs> a yacht by 2020 no, just kidding no you know we started this company partly because it was fun and something to do and partly because we wanted to return to a more mobile lifestyle and we wanted to start a business that could produce some mostly passive income so that we could be traveling and still have sales happening 
I mean, mm -hmm. we were chatting about this this morning. We laughed because originally we we're like, probably in two years, we can like get back on the road. We'll have things up and running. And now we're like, what are we thinking? <laughs> At least five years. And also we're having so much fun getting into the Salem community and being local and being a business as a part of that entrepreneurial and foodie community that I don't know that that's really our goal anymore is to have it be like a passive income generator. But um, yeah, Matt, I don't know if you want to come. Yeah. Well, just one thing that you were saying, you asked earlier about the community, like the hot sauce community. I think one of the most fun things that has happened is getting into the, being an entrepreneur and being, starting a small business and like meeting all the small business owners, not just hot mm -hmm. sauce, but yep. that's yeah. out there. And like, you know, it's this whole world um, that, you know, exist entrepreneurs and you see, you know, whatever people's personal businesses driving down the road, like trucks, you know, with their, you know, this is my company. And now that we're doing it, we kind of have this opportunity to meet more people uh, that are entrepreneurs. And I really, really have enjoyed that piece of this, uh, of this growth. Um, but then, so for hot sauce, uh, for hot sauce, um, I mean, my vision right now has become like, doing more products that are, are low heat. Like I'd love to do a Bloody Mary mix. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we've talked about um, different things that way. And then, yeah, like what Kat is saying, you know, I want to be able to travel and move around and, and be in different parts of, of the country and the world. Um, and hopefully this business will allow that to happen at some point. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, hot sauce, I see it as, uh, you know, I want to get into grocery stores and I want to get it out there. And, and um, well, we are in about 40 grocery stores right yeah, now, yeah. just all over Oregon. But yeah, yeah but I want, you know, I want to get out all over the West Coast and Costco, then, you know, eventually, uh, eventually, you know, move east. And, and it's just fun to do that. Yeah. That's our, another um, that we wanted to get out of our home kitchen just so that we weren't making the sauce and getting it out to retailers did not involve us being super hands-on and like chopping vegetables and you know and making literally making the sauce so we yeah um yeah i was gonna say something else about all that but oh about the hot sauce community that was a real surprise for me i haven't I didn't know much about hot sauce going into this. I was just kind of following Matt's lead, like, oh, you're going to bottle sauces. Okay, I'll help you with marketing and PR. And uh, frankly, with the social media, at first, I had kind of gotten away from personal social media. So I was like, oh, my gosh, what? We have to do Instagram, like, all the time. This is crazy. We hired some folks to help us at first, and then they turned it over to us. And now we just love it. We feel so much support, and we love being involved with that community. I'm sure you you know, you know, you're doing these podcasts with all these sauce makers. I just think it's a fantastic group of folks and everyone's so friendly and welcoming. And it seems like it's all about collaborating and not competition. And so that's been super fun. That virtual community, we didn't even yeah. expect to find that. So yeah. 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 Thank goodness for Catherine because for doing, she does all that for the most part, 90% of the social media stuff. And I would be no good at it, but we've gotten a lot further I think because of, of that piece. Well, I think everyone does these days in that whole global community. I mean, <clears throat> if we just had to rely on what we're doing here in person in Oregon, it would be much tinier, right? I think for everyone. So, yeah. yeah. And I think people love like supporting you and like really great food and kind of uh, helping smaller businesses. I think it's really fun to kind of uh, see where they're, um, 
where they are and support them. And, and also I think hot sauce, like everyone loves like, because I, I think there's so many people that everyone loves food. If you don't love food, I, I don't understand why. Um, but also like a hot sauce, it, like so many people haven't had like small batch craft hot sauce before. And when they do, um, their whole world is open and, and then their fridge it gets filled up like mine. But um, I, I think it's, 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 it's a great story for, for people to kind of share. And um, I think people really enjoy supporting people um, doing that. And I, I think just small businesses in general as well, but uh, especially hot sauce. When you put yourself out there like that, people do kind of come out of the woodwork and they want to help you and, and they want to offer their advice and their experience. And that's been really cool. One, uh, another piece of that story, um, we used, um, we've used an organization called SCORE, which is a business mentor uh, organization. And so the guy who, we, who was assigned to us to help us, um, he's you know, 70 some years old and, and really helped us with, with our business planning and kind of building it. But he didn't, hot sauce was not on his radar. He, he knew about Tabasco and he was yeah. like, I don't know why people do that, you know? Yeah. Um, so we really kind of opened his eyes to, um, to hot sauce and like craft hot sauce and yeah. the smaller batch stuff. And he, you know, had no idea, but now he's really, he gets really excited about yeah, it. Yeah, he's one of our biggest cheerleaders. He buys our sauces all the time at the local grocery store. And so he's telling other people about our sauce. But at first it was sort of good for us because we had to explain to someone who didn't know anything about hot sauce, why we're making hot sauce, what it's about, you know. Um, but yeah, if anyone's starting a small hot sauce company out there, SCORE is a national nonprofit organization. And they're so helpful, just having someone to hold you accountable, making a business plan, cash flow spreadsheets, talking about growth and distribution. Even if they're not in your field, they've been great for us. Yeah, super Shout helpful. out to Bill awesome. and Joe. <laughs> nice that's awesome yeah uh definitely check that out i i haven't done that myself but um i'll, I'll look into it and uh i think uh we had burns mccoy in the last one he was talking about to speak with your local department of agriculture and, and i guess that uh the one in colorado helped him get in a few stores and just open up a few doors and and uh, you mentioned that just a few minutes ago, but um, the feedback that at least everyone on this podcast, I don't know if this is true for everyone, but everyone that I've talked to, it, it, uh, it is aligned is that people are just so welcoming and open to help you. And, and I think uh, there, there's so much you have to navigate and a lot of people have done this themselves that they're willing uh, and would love to help other people with advice and everything. But I'm curious um, to, to bring it back to, to everyone uh, listening that might be kind of aspiring hot sauce makers thinking about going commercial. I mean, what's something that you know now that you wish you had uh, known earlier? Oh my God, so much. <laughs> first started this two years ago and we we're kind of doing it for fun and we wanted to bottle it. We were Googling all over trying to find out like, how do you take a product from your kitchen and turn it into a commercial product? We've actually been thinking about maybe offering classes at the local community college or something because it was, it was so hard. We we're like, why is there no information about this? Even finding co-packers was difficult. And it was, yeah, I mean, yeah. you just have to kind of keep, keep digging and keep pushing. So what do we wish we had known that we know now? Um, That's a tough question. Uh, 
yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, maybe just reach out and ask for help from other sauce makers. We were kind of nervous to do that because we thought that they would be very proprietary and wouldn't want to help us because they were competition and there were sauce makers also. So I think we were a little hesitant to reach out to anyone. Um, but gosh, several, I mean, people, other sauce makers have written us on Instagram and Facebook and given us feedback like, oh, hey, you're missing this huge important part on your label that you could get taken off the shelves for by the federal regulators, you know, stuff like that. People are willing to help you and share their experience. And that's invaluable because they're in your industry and they obviously have done it. If they have a sauce out there, they've probably gone through the same challenges that you're going through right now. So, and I would just say like, believe that you can do it and make a sauce. I mean, two years ago, sitting right here in our kitchen, it was just for fun. And now we're in now we're on a podcast. <laughs> That's when you made it. <laughs> you made it. <laughs> you're like, wow, I can't believe he wants to talk to us. Like, you know, all these amazing sauce makers that have been in the industry for 20 years. Yeah, so yeah. we thought maybe you were confusing us with someone else. <laughs> not, a, not at all. I want to hear all about you guys. And um, so all right, let's, um, let's, let's, let's change the mood a little bit and um, I'm gonna go into some lighter questions here. So it's a dream dinner party. So pick a few people, they can be living or dead to attend. Um, so who would you pick and why? And I want separate answers here. Jerry Garcia. Yes, yeah, Jerry Garcia would be nice. one. Um, I was listening to NPR yesterday and they had a, uh, interview or, um, about a guy who's documenting Fred Rogers life, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Um, I'd like to sit there with Fred Rogers and Jerry Garcia and, you know, on a sad note, um, uh, Anthony Bourdain, uh, with, uh, you know, appreciate sitting down with that guy. Mm -hmm. He, he is an amazing guy. Um, uh go ahead yeah that's that's a pretty amazing group there yeah i don't the only person that comes to mind for me is dolly parton i love her so much and i feel embarrassed that no one more <laughs> politically influential or <laughs> intellectual <laughs> so dolly jerry fred and anthony, anthony. And honestly, maybe, I'm sorry, but Barack Obama, not to get political, I just have so much respect for him. I think he's amazing. I think that'd be cool to have him yeah. in the mix. 100%. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Grandparents, that'd be cool. Yeah. So it'd be fun to have her taste our sauces. Yeah. 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 That's a great question. Yeah. I don't know. There's so many people to choose from. All the yeah. hot sauce. All the, hot, all the, all the successful the hot, sauce hot sauce people, people right. out there, you know, yeah. like to pick their yeah. brains. But, you know. We are going to be at the Fiery Foods show in Albuquerque. That's like our first big show that we're doing. So hopefully we'll get to have kind of a big, fantastic dinner there with some yeah, hot sauce. Yeah, 100%. That'd be fun. Um, and uh, you mentioned Jerry Garcia. And I want to give a shout out to uh, the T-Sisters that did a uh, – they were on the podcast with – I think it was uh, – Benito's um, hot sauce in Vermont 
Um, and, and so I, I pair all my hot sauces with kind of a, a local band that's um, like some of the sauce makers on this podcast trying to get a little bit of recognition, but they do one, I think one of the most incredible co- covers of a song and uh, it's a uh, bird, uh, bird song by Grateful Dead. Um, so you can't take that song for uh, because that's, uh, that's already been done, but we'll look for another great band to feature and maybe we can uh, pick your brain if you have any suggestions there. But I, I would love to ask like, what type of music are you guys into when, uh, when you'd be making sauce or, or, or some of your favorite bands and types of music? Well, obviously the Grateful Dead. Um, <laughs> it's also been a theme. It, so like the theme has been a, a lot of Grateful Deads and a lot of hard rock within the hot sauce community. But, uh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> Let's see. Well, we were all our extra money, uh, the little extra money that we have went to a lot of concert tickets for the summer. So we're, you know, we just saw the Flaming Lips last week, which was an amazing Incredible show. Incredible show. If you've never seen the Flaming Lips, you got to do it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we got mm-hmm. Dead and Company coming up, and nice. Billy and Allison Krauss, and Jack White, and Ween, and uh, Primus. Primus, and... I'm not going to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like, there's there's definitely music playing a lot of, a lot of the times uh, in the kitchen. Well, Matt is a singer-songwriter himself. He plays guitar. Oh at open mics like three or four nights a week so he's really big into music i awesome. my those are more like appalachian um bluegrass i come from north carolina so for me good music in the kitchen is like um gillian welch david rawlings uh, some emmy lou harris stuff like that a little awesome quiet. yeah i i, I dig that oh, i love that all yeah that's, that's great um Great. And then we'll, we'll go to another, like, kind of a, a quick question. Um, if, it's, if it's your last meal, what is that going to be? And, and you, can, you can pair it with the sauce, but I, I say, like, you, you don't have to think about the sauce, but, like, what, what's, like, what would you, your, your last dinner be? Um, well, my last, I think my last dinner is going to be breakfast. Uh, <laughs> uh, breakfast. And I was, uh, there's, there's this uh, place up in Portland called Pine State Biscuits that does this sandwich called the Reggie Deluxe, which is a biscuit, a house-made biscuit, and then a piece of fried chicken and an egg and cheddar mm-hmm. cheese and bacon and sausage gravy. That will so- be, that will be your last meal. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so good. So I don't let good. Matt go there. <laughs> But I can't eat that anymore. Like, you know, I can't do that commonly because it will kill me. But <laughs> my last meal, like a double-sized portion of that. There you go. That's a great question. A great answer. Nice. For me, I love tamales. And there's a really good Guatemalan tamale shack here in Salem. These ladies are fantastic. They sell out like every day. So sometimes we'll go stock up on the tamales and then... I eat avocado on everything. Matt seems to have a block around understanding how it could go on every food. <laughs> pizza, but it does. So I would do tamales with like a delicious avocado sauce, I think, and some black beans. Just really good. It's nice. perfect. Man, you, you, got, you guys have me sold on, on, on coming out there with all the food around. It sounds like it's really great. So much good food, yeah. That's Especially awesome. Portland, but Salem's getting there too. Awesome. And, and um, I, I think... 
like you've really touched on this, how like people have helped you along the way. And, and you mentioned, was it, was it Bill and, uh, at school? Our store mentors. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, I don't know if there, if there's any other, uh, people or, or person that's really helped you kind of along this journey because, um, there's definitely ups and downs and it seems like you guys are an awesome team and, and have been doing an amazing job, but, uh, I'm sure there's been some ups and downs along the way, but, um, anyone that, that has really helped you kind of along that journey that you'd like to kind of share a little bit more about? Um, I'd like to thank our bulldog buddy. <laughs> always there at the yeah. end of the day. He never judges us or tells us to take the sugar and soybean oil out of our sautres. <laughs> no, he's uh, you know, like you said, it's been really helpful just having each other. Like, you know, we didn't expect to do this, but we've been ended up being a good team. We both have different talents to offer to business. So that's been good. I mean, there's been so many people. It's, it's like in the beginning, um, you know, a friend of mine, um, Doug Bagel, who owns a snowboard company, he gave me a lot of good advice at the beginning um, on starting a company, the score mentors. Um, Oregon Growers, who we mentioned, our yeah, buddy yeah. Dave over there, he's been in business for over 15 years and he really helped us a lot, like how to handle legal issues and how to get your product into stores. Yeah. Our families have both been really supportive too, yeah. um, with feedback, taste testing, investment, yeah, yeah, a little financial help. Yeah. And then our friends from Costa Rica, who I work for here in Oregon, they've just been a huge boost helping us create this business because we get to live here. And yeah. <laughs> We low over here. We always start a new business. So shout out to Jan and Michelle. Thanks, yeah. guys. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And then, kind of before we uh, wrap up here, I um, I think like so. I started this website, craftotsauce.com, in 2014, and I just started blogging. And I had no idea who was on this site, and and now I have some more clarity. And, and I think a lot of people are hobbyist hot sauce makers and. Um, some are like yourself that have kind of make the step, have made the step going into commercial and, and selling your sauces out. But uh, I think a lot of people just really enjoy it and, and are kind of flirting with the idea and trying to uh, find the right time to kind of make that step to to go into it commercially. But I, I don't know if you kind of have any um, final suggestions and, or advice to folks that are, are thinking about making that next step uh, to, towards going commercial. I think you've said a lot of it already that's going to be super relevant to them, but um, can we, any, any final last thoughts or, or things like you like to share with the audience? Yes, for sure. I think, you know, we both left kind of corporate jobs and, and, and went off on this other pathway. And to me at this point in time, my mantra for a while was nothing's not going to happen. Meaning, you know, like if you step off into the void, into the unknown, like it's not like you're going to just fall and in, into darkness and nothing's going to happen. Like something's going to happen. And so, you know, I just think like if you're spending your time here, like on this planet, like go after those things that you really love to do. You know, I started doing that. And now I'm making hot sauce and playing music all the time. And I don't have the big paycheck coming in, but maybe someday that'll, that'll happen. And, and we figured out this other pathway, you know, like running the storage unit and, and so our expenses are low and, and so we're able to put more energy towards this stuff that, that we really love to do. Yeah. We have a lot of time. We're not 
just spending all our time at work and then getting to hang out on the weekends with each other. We get to, we get to hang out with each other a lot. <laughs> <laughs> My advice would be um, to find a good graphic designer. I mean, you know, you have your hot sauce labels and they look fantastic um, or just, just get a look that you really like. I think if you're going to go into grocery stores and retailers, it's important that your sauce look professional. And on that note, one person we really need to thank for helping us is our graphic designer. He's down in Costa Rica too. He's fantastic. Um, and Annalisa. Yeah. Chris, Chris, Chris and, and Annalisa. Annalisa. They were our first graphic designer and social media team. And um, I just don't know that we would have gotten where we are without having the polished look of our bottles. And that's all him and Matt you know, doing the designs, but I think that goes a long way, having a classy looking um, package for your product. Definitely. Yeah, I, I, um, I was checking out your website and kind of the artwork tab and um, I, I, I love it. Yeah, yeah. great Chris. stuff. Yeah, amazing, yeah. yeah. Um, cool, and, and um, for when people are now excited about Hot Sauce, a little more educated on what you're doing, where can they kind of take the next step and, and follow, follow you guys and, and find out more? Yeah, great. We're on Facebooks, um, mostly Instagram. We spend a lot of time on there and Twitter. Did I say Facebooks with an S? Facebook. <laughs> 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 on the Twitters, on the internets, yeah. We're on Facebook. So all the social media platforms, just look for Haas Sauce. It's like Haas underscore sauce. Our website, HaasSauce.com, there's a lot of O's and S's. Just gotta... Yeah, we, we should say <laughs> S-O-S-S. -S -S. So sauce is not the normal sauce. Sauce is S-O-S-S. -S. Oh, right. Yeah, hot yeah. sauce. And then we always have some kind of promo code on there. I think right now it's like $5 off any order. Sometimes we do free shipping. So um, we try to make it accessible for people if they want to try our sauces. If they're in Oregon, you can look on our website, go to the retailers page. And um, yeah, we're yeah. all of our stores. Market of Choice, Roth's, uh, yeah. and several different grocery stores around the state. Savory Spice, yeah. Awesome. Nice. Well, I'll link to that in the show notes, but, um, Catherine and Matt, thank you so much for your time. It, it, it's, uh, it's been a pleasure speaking and, um, I, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much thank for having us. So we really appreciate it too. Us. Yeah. What a fun thing to do.
up in the jail of the town face down yet. Me much, I can't remember. 